Should all the accountants be left off in the backseat of your mind? What is, what are you? Should all, whoa, 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 whoa. All the queen is yada da. This whole inside. What, I, I, do you know the words to Old Lang Syne? What's that? The song you were singing. That's not, that's no, you don't know the words. <laughs> okay. Well, Happy New Year, Hank. Yeah, Happy New Year's to you, James, you jet, jetterata. The New Year's a jet. It's a new year for a jet. You're going to have to change your calendars. and Well, the calendar changes. I don't, I don't have to change the calendar. I mean, it's, you know. No, but you got to remember to put the 2018 on there now. 2019. What'd I say? You said 2018. Yeah, that's 2018. Yeah, but it's not 2018. Now it's 2019. That's what you got to do. I got to do what? Yeah, to do that. Okay. Hey, um, you're doing the controls here. What is, I mean, what is this? Yeah, it's, you know, it's new. It's all new for uh, 2019. I'm going to actually engineer your show when you do the show. You're actually going to do the job you have? Uh, uh, oh, you're so funny with the, you're going to do the job you got, the job. <laughs> is that what I said? Well, you're going to do the job, job, job. Who's that? Well, that was you doing me, doing you. Doing, no, well, no, just you doing me. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well, I really appreciate you doing the controls here. That's that's good, but uh, I, 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 Hank, 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 Hank. What? What were you doing? I was playing with the on-off button. Well, don't do that. Hank. You you like going? Hank, stop. I need a number. Hank. 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 <laughs> okay. It's not fun. All. Oh, would you. Up. Hank. I like the, the button. You push it on and you go away and then you push it off and you come back. I need that for my wife. Galk. Would you. Uh, all right. Uh, give me. Um, Hank. What? I, I just. You. You know what? I've got that. Stop. Don't push the button. Let me just talk for a second. Okay. You know what? You've been doing a great job this whole year already. You just started. I know. You're doing fantastic. And you know what? I'm going to give you a little time off. Let me just take the controls of this and you go ahead and make your onion sandwich or whatever you do. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Boy, you didn't even fight for a second. No, you know, I think that's a good idea. So you go ahead and you do that thing and then I'll... Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 hey. <laughs> See, I can do it too with the button on and off and off. It's fun. Yeah, you, all right. Okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go make an onion sandwich and everything. Okay, well, you tell Billy to come in here too, okay? Okay, I'll get the kids with the Billy and the kid. yeah. Happy, hey, happy New Year's is the first podcast in the new year. Yes, it, yes, it is, Hank. Thank you. Hey, 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 hey. Wow. Wow. So much just to even start a show. It's like having kids. It really... <laughs> you call Mr. James Taylor. Just James. Sir James Lancelot. It's James. Sir Lancelot James. Okay, no. Billy, uh, first off, how are you? Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Have a happy, happy New Year to you, too, sir. Did you have a good New Year's Eve and everything? 
I, no, as a matter of fact, yes, I, I did. I mean, I, I stayed home and I watched a lot of uh, old, old movies. Old, oh, yeah, what, what, is, what, what would you watch then for New Year's? What would be like your big thing? Well, I, I, like the, I like the Goonies. The Goonies are okay for me. The Goonies, yeah, you know, I was never a Goonies fan. I never, I never got into that. I think I'm, uh, I was, it was a little after my time. Well, it was way after my, my well, before, before my time. But I liked it a lot because I like Chunk. You know, hey, you know what? Funny story about Chunk. Chunk is actually now he's no longer an actor, really. He's an attorney, and he was my attorney. He was, he's an entertainment lawyer, and he was actually my lawyer for a while when I needed a uh, lawyer for some entertainment things. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's a very good story. You should save that for the podcaster. Well, we're on the podcast. Oh, well, yes, yes, right, right now, yes. In fact, the podcast, that's what I want to talk to you about. Well, I didn't finish telling you about all the movies. I want. Okay, yeah, we can do that. But let me, I wanted to talk to you about the podcast stuff because we're on the podcast now. Yeah, but I thought that'd be an interesting thing for your friends and your fans and uh, all the people listening to know what kind of things we did on, on New Year's. And I thought, I made some notes. Uh, okay, remember the notes? No, no, I know, but these are notes that I made. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So I have, I have the notes right here. List all the things you did on New Year's Eve. That's it? Yeah, no, no. I thought that would be good. That would be entertaining for your fans. Okay. Well, we can do that. But first, 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 before we go any further on this show, we have a new Twitter handle specifically for the show. Yeah, oh yes, no, we got that all set up for you. Now it's sort of, I set it up over over the um the, the holiday season there. Yes, the other night you and I set up the uh, Twitter. There's a now talking to myself the Jatcast Twitter page, an, an an official page for this podcast because you know many people now most people that are listening to this probably already follow me on Twitter at @jatactor at @j a t actor. Yes, you know, I follow you. Yeah, I no, I know you do. I know you follow me. I'm, I'm sure other people follow me as well. And so we thought it would be a good idea to set up one just for the podcast. Because I noticed, you know, a lot of podcasts have their own Twitter account and everything. And so now I just need to figure out how to juggle all of that now. Because now I'm looking on my Twitter account. Now I got to go to that one and I got to go to mine. And I got to make sure I'm not on that one when I'm following people there or that they follow me there. It's, it's very confusing to have two accounts. You see, no, I, I have seven. You have seven? I have seven different accounts for, for the different things that I like to do. Okay, that's a whole other episode for a whole other time. But um, so the, the new handle, if you are a fan of the James Arnold Taylor Talking to Myself podcast, you can follow us on Twitter now at the Jatcast at T H E. J-A-T-C-A-S-T, The Jat Cast, because we call it The Jat, the James Arnold Taylor podcast, The Jat Cast. So it's at The Jat Cast on Twitter. You can follow and and then you'll get up, updates and different things from all of us. You know, in fact, I'm going to have you, Billy, then you'll do some stuff on there. Well, absolutely. So, like, I would answer questions for people sometimes if we do like an Ask, uh, ask Jat Cast kind of a uh, question thing. Right, right. And then we could bring Reginald, don't call me Reggie, uh, and Hank and everybody on the Jatcast Twitter account to do things for the show and to kind of preview what's going on with the show. Yes, I think, I know, I think it's very exciting. Yes. Okay. So, Billy, here's what we should do then. Yes, oh, yes, I'm listening, sir. 
We should do a behind-the-scenes video to put on the James Arnold Taylor Twitter account, a little video of people seeing behind-the-scenes of what it's like on the James Arnold Taylor podcast. What do you think? Oh, no, I, I think that's an excellent idea, sir. I think you should do that. We should get, we could get Hank to come in and roll the camera. Well, wh why can't you roll the camera? Well, because I know then I can be on the, I can be on the video. If, if I'm rolling the camera, then I can't, I'm going to be behind the camera, you see. Okay, fine. Hank, hey, Hank. Hello, 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 hello. Yeah, Hank. Okay, so we want you to get on the camera, hold the camera, and videotape Billy and I doing the James Arnold Taylor podcast so people get a behind-the-scenes look at me doing the podcast. You want me to do the cameras with the camera, the whole thing with the camera, hold the camera? Yeah. Oh, okay. You sure you don't want Billy doing that? No, no, I was thinking it would be a good idea if you did it because then people can see me on the, on the video. Well, people just, you just want to be seen on the video doing the thing, <laughs> kid. Well, okay, look, both of you, okay, I don't care who holds the camera, just one of you hold the camera, and we'll do a little video showing everybody how the James Earl Taylor podcast works behind the scenes, okay? Uh, yeah, okay, that sounds good to me. Yeah, okay, very good, okay. Okay, so, Hank, you roll the camera and you tell us when we're rolling. I would try to, what, what button do I push? Yeah, just put, I, look, I already set it up, I just handed it to you. Okay, yeah, but you got all of the little buttons. Do I put, no, no, don't, 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 don't push any more buttons, I already set it up. Well, this one. Oh, sorry, he hit the wrong button. I, I, Billy, I can see that he hit the button. Okay, look, let me just, let me see it again. Oh, yeah, all right, thank you. You want to film it? No, I don't want to film it because you're supposed to film it so people can see me doing the video with you and Billy and him. I, I, I'm willing to film it now. Okay, now you want to film it, Billy? Well, no, I was just saying because if Mr. Hank can't film it, then I'll film it. Okay, no, 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 no. Look, Hank will do it, okay? Okay, whatever you say. Yeah, whatever, I don't care. Okay, so Hank, you push the button. Which button do I push? No, 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 don't, don't touch any other buttons. Well, you were just saying to push the button. Oh, no, no, okay, look, now he pushed the button, okay. No, sir, I saw that he pushed the button. Yeah, Billy, I see that he took the wrong, okay. Hank, take the camera. Okay, you want to hold it right there? Yeah, okay, take the camera. Now just hit the button, and we'll do the behind the scenes so people can see what's going on on the James Arnold Taylor podcast behind the scenes. Okay, so I'm going to hit the button, all right. Okay, you're rolling, Okay, very good. Are you rolling? Yeah, you're rolling. Oh, yeah, I see that it's actually rolling, sir. Okay, very good. So, everybody, this is behind the scenes of the James Arnold Taylor podcast, and uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's actually exciting or not, but uh, you get to see kind of behind the scenes and how it all works. Good? Yeah, I, I know. I think I think it's a good video. People people like to, they like to see the behind the scenes video stuff like that, yeah? No, no, sir, I agree with Mr. Hank here. I think it's a good idea. Okay, very good. I'm glad you both like it. Now, okay, the, I, I think that's enough video. You can... You want me to stop? Yeah, you just stop the video. Okay, let me... Which button do I hit? The, hit hit the, the big red button. The button right there that you would hit to stop the... You want me to stop there? Let me push the other one. Oh, that flipped it around. Now I see myself. No, no, not that button. Okay, you're looking funny. No, hey, look at my hair. Hank, just hit... Stop recording. Okay, jeez, what well, all right, let's stop recording. Okay, thank you. Now we'll put that up on the James Arnold Taylor podcast Twitter account, and people will see videos of behind the scenes of the James Arnold Taylor podcast. That's kind of exciting, I think. No, no, sir, I think that's very exciting, sir. It's very, very good and very exciting, sir. Okay, you guys can go. Okay, thank you. All right, I got it. Go back. Hey, Billy, I'm going to get an onion sandwich. Yes, sir. No, Mr. Hank, I like an onion sandwich. Just Hank. Hank, sir. Hank, sir. Just Hank, Hank, sir. Okay, okay. All right, bye. Go. Sheesh. Welcome, everybody, to the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. It's uh, wonderful to have you. It is the first podcast of the new year. And, um, well, we should get Mr. Announcer Guy in to announce the show. Oh, Mr. Announcer Guy. 
Oh, yes, James. How are you? I'm doing good, James. How are you? I'm doing very well. Happy New Year to you. And a Happy New Year to you too, James. So, any, uh, did you do any big plans for the New Year's? Oh, me and my brothers, Charlton and George, hung out and just did announcery things. <laughs> okay, all right, well, that's good. Well, do you mind announcing the show now for the new year? Do you have any, is it going to be different or anything? You want to do anything new for the new, new year's intro? How about if I do this? <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Jantcast, talking to myself, starring James Arnold Taylor. Oh, you just kind of reverse the words around and stuff. That was pretty good. Is quicker into the point. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be more of uh, the uh, plan for the new year. Well, that's the hope. <laughs> All right. See you, Mr. Announcer Guy. Bye-bye. I'm going to go now. He's so nice. Well, it is the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. It is the first episode of the year, and it is uh, like almost 20 minutes into the show, and we finally did the intro. So nothing has really changed this year for the show. You know, I mean, and this is like uh, episode 11 of the podcast. I hope you've been enjoying the James Arnold Taylor podcast so far. Uh, you know, I've had so much fun doing it, as I've told you, uh, pretty much every episode. And, uh, you know, there's so many different things to talk about. And, you know, there's so many different topics I always get on. I think, what could I do for the show to make it new? And it's a new year. And I think, do I want to change anything? Well, you know, what would be the plans I would have for this podcast for the new year? Of course, now there's always that, that possibility of like doing like, like, um, uh, sponsorships and stuff. And I would love to have sponsors on the show. I really would. In fact, if you want to sponsor the James Arnold Taylor podcast, feel free. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but uh, no, um, here's, here'd be my, uh, my wish list. And, and some of it relates actually to my Christmas wish list or things that I got for Christmas, because I can talk about that. Because when we recorded the last episode, even though it came on the day after Christmas, it was actually a few days before Christmas that I recorded it. Just like this one, it's not actually 2019 yet when I'm recording this. It's New Year's Eve right now. It is December 31st of 2018 right now as I'm recording this episode that will come out on the 2nd of January 2019. So I don't know if I've had a good New Year's yet, but I'm hoping that I did and I'm hoping you do as well. And But I can talk about what I got for Christmas now because see on the last episode it really hadn't been Christmas yet so I couldn't really say what I actually got for Christmas. I had to kind of pretend, you know, and everything and I didn't get into specifics but now that I know exactly what I got, I'm talking really fast, aren't I? You know, as a voice actor, little side train here, here we go. As a voice actor, I get asked a lot to slow down because I talk so fast sometimes. I'm one of those guys, I can do the the fast reads, you know, the whole uh, end tag kind of thing. Offer expires November 30th. See store for details, batteries that included, actually results separately, you know, that thing. And so uh, I tend to talk fast, but I like to talk fast and I think it's fun, but I'll slow down for the James Arnold Taylor podcast. You know, isn't it funny? I talk so fast and yet this show is still like 90 minutes long. My goodness, I fit like three hours into 90 minutes though. So that's pretty exciting, isn't it? Okay. So what did I get for Christmas? Oh, I got some cool stuff. I did. I got some good stuff for Christmas and um, I got uh, I got a book. I put it out on Instagram. I put a post out on my Instagram account. Do you follow me on Instagram? Do you follow me on Twitter? Do you follow me on Facebook? Do you follow or subscribe to my YouTube channel? I hope you do. I hope you give this show a nice big fat review of thumbs up, uh, five stars, uh, give a rating, give a review on iTunes, and give comments and thumbs up on YouTube. And I don't think Spotify and Google Play and them have 
places to do that. I don't know if they do or not. If they do, give me a nice review there. The Apple iTunes reviews are really the most important. If you listen on iTunes, please give me a nice review. Take the time and give me five stars. Boy, is it appreciated. It is so appreciated. And um, anyways, okay. So uh, some of the stuff I got for Christmas this year, last well, last year, 2018. Isn't that weird? 2018 is over. Man, it's very strange. It, it is very strange because I grew up in the 80s and uh, the 70s and 80s and 90s, you know, and beyond. But uh, it is amazing how far into the future we are. Great, Scott Marty. Whoa, wait a second, Doc. You mean to tell me it's 2018 and we don't have hoverboards and flying cars? No, Marty, I guess we missed the boat on that one. Yeah. Uh, no, no hoverboards, no flying cars yet, but... Uh, but I got some cool things for Christmas. Uh, what did I get? I got a book called, oh yeah, so I was saying, I posted this on Instagram the other day, showing this picture of this book I got for Christmas, which is a fantastic book. It's called A Man and His Watch. And it's it's pictures of famous people's watches and interesting people in history's watches. Their actual watch, like Paul Newman's watch that was given to him by his wife and it's, it's beautiful Rolex and I'm a collector of watches. I, I've loved watches my entire life. I've always loved watches and timepieces. I just think there's something neat about them. They're um, comfort for me. I, I always wear a watch. I'm not wearing one right as I say this because I just got back from uh, uh, working out and stuff and so I don't wear a watch when I work out. But generally speaking, I wear a watch. And so I collect watches. I have a collection of various watches of some Rolexes and Hamilton and Omega and um, it's just some other really lovely. I have some great Seikos and Tussauds and I love watches. There's something about them. And so they're fun. They're just fun. So I got this beautiful book, A Man and His Watch, and I love it. And I put it up on, on Instagram, and I only got like three comments. And only one of them was about the book. The other two were like asking me Obi-Wan questions, which I always think is weird. When I put a post up on Instagram, and then people like use that as the opportunity to ask me something about something besides what I posted, that's weird to me. But anyways, so I don't always answer those ones. You may notice. So if you're going to post a comment on something that I post up on Instagram or Twitter or whatever... Make sure it relates to what I'm actually posting. Otherwise, I may not. I may not give you an answer, <laughs> okay? Because uh, that's the way I am. Because I feel like etiquette-wise, we're talking about this, so stay on topic. <laughs> Says the guy that always changes the topic every two seconds. Anyways, people try to use it as a way to get in and ask me questions about Star Wars and stuff. And eh, anyways, all right. So I got the book, A Man and His Watch, and I really love it. It's just a wonderful book. And I got, uh, oh, 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 I got this thing. It's really cool. Have you heard of this thing called Muse? Now, I, I get nothing from the people at Muse. I, this is not like a, um, a paid endorsement or a sponsorship thing. Although, hey, Muse people, if you want to sponsor my show, I'm telling you right now, my audience is the perfect audience for you. And I am the perfect audience for you because I went out and bought one of these Muses. Well, I didn't. My wife did. So my wife bought it for me for Christmas. And the Muse is this, it's, it's this device you put on your head and it wraps around your ears and it helps you during your meditation time. And it's a fantastic device. You use it with your smartphone and your earbuds. You plug in the earbuds and you listen and, and then it's connected and it reads your brain waves very much like neurofeedback. 
And I do neurofeedback, and neurofeedback's fantastic. And so this Muse device, hand-in-hand hand with neurofeedback, this thing is brilliant. So again, this is, uh, this is my own personal endorsement only because... I really like the thing. They're not, they, they don't even know who I am. But, uh, may, but maybe, maybe I'll send them a clip of this and say, hey, look it, I like your product. You should sponsor my show. Because many of you want to learn how to meditate better. You want to learn how to kind of calm your minds. And we always are talking about being mindful here on this show. And we're talking about being in like a nice meditative state at least once a day and taking that time to relax and calm your brain and how important it is. This device helps you do that. So I think it's a fantastic, fantastic thing and it's really brilliant so you put this thing on you listen and if your brain is in a state of calm you hear birdies which i I love i love birds and so you get your brain either active calm or kind of normal state and it shows you on your app it shows you all the various stages of your brain during the time of meditation it's got a built-in timer, and so it tells you, okay, this session is going to be five minutes when you start, and then you go into 10 minutes, and you go longer and longer and longer, and uh, I have been doing it every day, and I love it. I just love it. So anyways, so I got that Muse, and you can find them. I found them on Instagram is how I discovered them. You know what it is? It's choosemuse.com. Choose, C-H-O-O-S-E-M-U-S-E.com. Choose Muse. Check it out. Oh, look at that. The original Muse, now $179, so under $200 for this really fantastic device that helps you meditate, helps you be mindful, and uh, yeah, active, neutral, and calm. Those are the various stages your brain goes through when you're in this meditation state, and it gives you different points and stuff, and really cool choosemuse.com. Look at that. I did a little commercial for them, and they don't even sponsor my show or anything, but uh, I loved it so much because it was a perfect Christmas gift for me. There you go. Thank you uh, to the Choose Muse people. I don't know. All right. So there's my little commercial. See, I don't have commercials. Like I was listening to other podcasts uh, over the uh, the holiday here, trying to kind of get a sense of what everybody's doing and stuff. And so many podcasts start with like commercials and everything. And um, I find it kind of distracting. It gets you away from it. And you know, Look, if I did commercials for, for things, so if I, if I had sponsors, I would make sure that Hank and Billy and Reginald and, and all the various characters came on and helped me do the commercials. I think it'd be fun, you know? What, you like that Muse thing, James? You put the band on your head, you do the thing? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's good. Hello, hello, hello. No, you can't say that when you're doing the Muse. Hello, hello, hello. Anyways. Okay, so that's what I would do. This is just my cheap attempt to get them to uh, want to sponsor my show. <laughs> No, I mean, you know, I would love sponsors because it would help, uh, you know, cover the cost of doing the podcast. But at the same time, I don't want to have a million commercials on the show. So I don't know. We'll see. Huh? Yeah, there you go. What else did I get for Christmas? Oh, let's see. I got a couple of records. I got some classical music and I got uh, I got the um, album, the vinyl album of The Greatest Showman. I love the movie, The Greatest Showman. I have the uh, soundtrack on, you know, digital download, but, um, and we own the movie and we watch the movie a lot, but uh, my daughter got it for me as a present. So on vinyl, The Greatest Showman, because we have a record player here and we play records while we're making dinner and stuff. We put on a record. That's nice, you know, and then it's more tactile and you actually, you put the needle on it, you know, and it sounds like you're like uh, everything's on a record and, uh, you know, there's that warmth sound of a record and everything sounds a little different it feels a little different the music feels a little better and more warm and i so i really like it so i got uh i got the greatest showman on on vinyl that was a fun gift and i got a snoopy book because i'm a big peanuts fan and uh, i got uh 
And I got socks and, you know, toothpaste and all of that stuff, you know, all the, all the essentials in my stocking. I got socks in my, in my stocking. I always think that's funny. And uh, there you go. I don't know. I got a bunch of, oh, I got, you know what else I got? Another great gift that, oh, these people, you know, should sponsor uh, my show as well because I'm going to do another, let's see, this is Somnos, S-O-M-N-O-S, Somnos Weighted Blanket. Do you know about weighted blankets? So look at, I mean, I am i am going to be set for the new year. I got my muse to calm my brain and I got my weighted blanket to do it. In fact, I could put my weighted blanket on me as I, as I do my meditation. Do you know what a weighted blanket is? Now, if any of you, I know some, some of you out there um, have autism or Asperger's, weighted blankets are wonderful. They're, uh, I, I really like it. It it feels better on the body, and it's it's very helpful for people with autism or Asperger's or uh, ADHD uh, or you know. I find it very calming. Uh, the weighted blanket, the weight of the blanket over you, you know. And even sometimes, if I'm just sitting watching television, I'll put the little blanket on me, and it feels good. It just it's there's that extra weight, and it's uh, it's very therapeutic. And so, anyways, I got one of those. That was uh, that was a big nice uh, Christmas gift. So uh, you can check them out. Their, their website is uh, somnosleep.com. S-O-M-N-O-S-S-L-E-E-P. Somnosleep. Again, I'm not, I get paid nothing for any of this. I'm just telling you these are the products I use and the stuff I got for Christmas and uh, I think are really helpful for keeping me in a nice, calm, meditative, uh, peaceful, mindful state. And some of you are interested in these things. So there you go. So... um. Anyways, what can we expect from the James Arnold Taylor podcast today? Well, I mean, uh, we've talked a lot about all this stuff. It's a new year. We talked about kind of a new year stuff uh, on the last episode, but uh, I hope you're practicing your mindfulness and your, your uh, you know, thinking about what you want for the new year and uh, being prayerful and mindful about it, like uh, really asking, uh, what, what is it I want to accomplish this year? I'm writing stuff down and doing all that because I, I think it's important stuff. Oh, so what can we expect on this episode? Well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna have uh, part three of my interview with Dave Filoni, the Filoni Files. Oh, and I think it was uh, MC Lego Boy, Mick Lego Boy, that uh, actually gave me. Uh, that's his uh, handle on YouTube, I believe. MC Lego Boy was the one that gave me the uh, Filoni Files name is what I've found. So thank you for that. The Filoni Files are going to continue on with the Dave Filoni Files on this episode. We've got uh, one more after that. And then you know what I'm going to do uh, in the next few weeks after we finish the Dave Filoni interviews? I'm going to break it up into a probably two and it'll be a, a good portion of the shows. I did an interview with my friend Alan Arnold who wrote a book called The Story of With. And it is a, a very good book about inspiring you and finding your dreams and all of that. And uh, I talked with him a while back. We did an interview, and I'm going to put that on the podcast. That's going to be coming up in a couple of weeks here at the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. I think you'll find it informative and inspiring uh, for you and your dreams and hearing Alan, who is a wonderful guy, a very inspiring person, and has written a fantastic book. In fact, Catherine Tabor, the voice of Padme Amidala and uh, Princess Leia, as well as many other things uh, in the world of voiceover, and one of my best friends in the world, her and I did the audio version of the book, Story of With, 
from Alan Arnold. And so we'll talk a bit about that as well. But so that's going to be coming up in the next few weeks. Going to be doing some of those interviews. But this gets me onto a topic that people kind of uh, have been asking about when I look at the comments and things everywhere on the um, James Arnold Taylor podcast with people talking about it and asking me and some of the emails and comments I get from you uh, folks. Everybody's asking me to interview this voice actor or that voice actor. Some of you are sending like these just way too big a list of, oh, have this person on and this person on and this person. You know what? I don't know if anybody's noticed yet, but this show is called Talking to Myself. And I I talk to me and the characters and I talk to you. And then I play little snippets of interviews from the past. Or if it's a specific thing like like my interview with Alan Arnold that will be coming up in the next few weeks. I this This podcast is not a podcast at this point where I'm going to interview voice actors about voiceover. It's just not. So for all of you that um, want that, I appreciate that. I so appreciate that, that that's kind of what you're into or hoping that I would do on this. But I feel like there's plenty of other podcasts that already do that. So I'm not going to do that. I mean, uh, uh, Butch Hartman's Speech Bubble, uh, of course, Rob Paulson's Talking Tunes. I mean, uh, Talking Tunes is kind of the definitive one for that and for him interviewing other voice actors and finding out about voice actors. So you don't really need me to interview Tara Strong or John DeMott or you know anybody else in the world of voice acting because they've all done Rob's podcast. I've done Rob's podcast and it's a great podcast about voiceover. So listen to Talking Tunes if you really want to hear interviews with them. But that's that's really not my thing here. It's just not, it's not, um, the, the other thing is, is it takes so much time to then, uh, we're all so busy. And so to say, oh, D. Bradley Baker, I want you to be on my podcast, which I would love D. Bradley Baker to be on my podcast, of course. Why? Because D. is one of my dear friends and I love him. But I I, and and we could talk about voiceover and all of that, but that's not what this podcast is about. It's really not. And to try and schedule that is would it's an act of God that needs to come in <laughs> because well, for example, Clone Wars Conversations. That's my interview show. So like, if you want to know about things or the Jat Show, those are my interview shows with voice actors and Star Wars people. That those are the places where I do that. Now those are on my YouTube channel, and those you know look, Clone Wars conversations probably will come back at some point in this next year. Somebody put one on like, oh, rest in peace, Clone Wars conversations. No, Clone Wars conversations is not over. Okay, it's just on hiatus because one, I have no studio to shoot it at. Two, getting everybody to come in and shoot the episodes was a lot of work. Now, see, you have to understand, I don't pay any of them to come and do that. There's no money in any of it. It costs me a lot of money to shoot it and to put it together and to edit it and to do all that of, of my time and, and effort. So what I I have to get everybody's schedules to line up to do that. So it takes a lot. Catherine uh, Tabor, who is, again, one of my closest friends in the world, still has not been on Clone Wars Conversations because we couldn't find the scheduling time to do it. Isn't that funny? So the reason I don't have a lot of you know voice actors and stuff on here is, one, Rob Paulson's Talking Tunes already does that, as well as some other shows. Two... It's just scheduling everybody is a lot of work and taking away from their time and their busy lives and schedules and their families to come on this podcast and talk to me about stuff that they've already talked about on so many other podcasts. It feels redundant and I don't feel like anybody gains anything from that. I really don't. So 
from time to time, if I have the opportunity to bring somebody in on the show, I will do that. But for the most part, this show is me talking to you and talking to my characters and uh, playing little snippets of interviews that I've done in the past that I feel are interesting. So I hope that's all right. And I hope that answers everybody's questions. And so, so please don't feel like you need to send me emails and stuff with these gigantic lists of voice actors you want me to interview on this show. Cause that's, it's just not what this particular podcast is about. So is Clone Wars Conversations gone? No, more than likely, I'll bring it back. Hopefully, um, you know, I'm looking for a new space to build another studio at, and and perhaps I'll do that. And if I do, I'll bring the show back, and I'll get everybody in, and I'll do this, the second season that I always wanted to do. Still haven't interviewed Ashley Eckstein, Dee Bradley Baker, Tom Kane, Catherine Tabor, Nika Futterman, Corey Burton, Daniel Logan. So, you know, a lot of voices from Clone Wars. Now, granted, I, we did 14 episodes of Clone Wars Conversations uh, last season, and I had a ton of great people from Matt Lance to Sam Witwer, to Anna Graves and Jim Cummings. I mean, you know, huge names in the world of Clone Wars. And yet I still have a whole other season I could do. Very different. And I could probably do a season after that. Jet Lucas, Henry Gilroy, you know, offshoots of people that have been on the show or connected with the show, I could certainly do that. I would love to do it. But again, that's a on-camera show. That's it's it, And I could put it in podcast form, but it's a video show. And I shoot it, and I shoot it in a studio, and I have sets and things, and, and it's all very planned. And so that show hopefully is not gone completely. The Jat Show, which is another show, I only did two episodes of The Jat Show, and I had a ton of fun doing it, and I wanted to do more of them. But again, getting everybody out to my studio, scheduling it. See, I don't live in Los Angeles. I live on the outskirts of, of LA. So getting people to come out, even if it's only a half-hour drive for them, in their mind, they go, oh, I have to leave LA. It's hard to get people to come out to my area to where my studio is and everything. So that's another reason why I don't always do these things. But also, videos and such, you know, I love putting the videos on the YouTube, and so many of you subscribe, and you're probably even listening to this, some of you are listening to this on my YouTube channel, which I'm so grateful for. But putting videos together for my YouTube channel takes up a lot more effort and energy than it does for me to put the podcast together. However, the podcast is taking up a lot of my free time right now. So look at this. I I don't mean to sound like I'm complaining in any way. I love doing all of it. I want to do... See, what happens is every one of your comments, I take to heart. That's what it is. I'm a, I'm a helper. I'm a people pleaser. You ever do the uh, Myers-Briggs or the Enneagrams, uh, the personality profiles? Uh, on all of those, I always come up as the helper, the guy that wants to make sure everybody's taken care of. So when I read your emails, when I read your comments, and, and you're all asking, oh, when's Clone Wars Conversations coming back? Or when are you going to bring this person in on the show? Or when are you going to do that? I want to please everybody. I want to give you all the desires of your hearts, but I can't. <laughs> Okay, I can't always do that, and I can't certainly always do it in the time or the manner or the fashion that everybody expects, but I'm doing my best to do it all because I love putting all this together for all of you. I really do. So, all that said, that's kind of, you know, rolls into the New Year's stuff, too, like what to expect in this new year on the James Arnold Taylor universe. I don't know. Uh, all the places that I have stuff. A lot of good stuff coming up this year. A uh, lot of new exciting things. And I hopefully will walk you through it all right here on the podcast. The podcast is going to be your one source to really find out the most stuff and see what's going on. And, you know, when I do videos, I'll put them out as much as I can. I'm not really doing the jet drives anymore because the podcast has taken over for it. And I feel like that's okay because I think it's the same thing. And I think most people weren't necessarily watching 
the the jat drives they were listening to the jat drives so that's why i said you know what i should do the podcast so anyways there you go hey let's do part three of the filoni files the dave filoni file so again i sat down with dave filoni about five years ago at rancho obi-wan steve sansweet's place which is the most fantastic collection of star wars memorabilia you'll ever see on the planet and it is in petaluma california you can go out there and you can you know what also you can support rancho obi-wan if you do not and uh, they take donations and is a tax-deductible nonprofit. i highly recommend if you are a star wars lover to support rancho obi-wan Simply go to RanchoObiWan.org, O-R-G, and see what you can do to help support and donate. You can have annual memberships. They, they got all sorts of different things there that you can do to support Rancho Obi-Wan and Steve Sansweet. So please do that. Anyways, Dave and I were there supporting Rancho Obi-Wan, actually, five years ago for an event. And I, I asked him if I could interview him. And I would talk to him about anything but Star Wars. And that's what we tried to do. Of course, we talked about Star Wars as well. But that's what you're about to hear is part three of the interview with Dave Filoni and the Filoni Files. So let's see what Dave and I have to talk about this time. Oh, there's <laughs> there's so many things I want to just ask you. Because when we're together and we're talking, uh-huh. we're talking about just stuff. Hockey, for example. Oh, now, yeah. I know nothing about hockey. <laughs> oh, I know quite a bit. You know <laughs> <laughs> you know more. The Penguins are playing today. In fact, you remind me. I hope they better win. We need another win. So, what is it? Because uh, hockey, football. Yeah. Uh, well, football. You grew up in Western Pennsylvania. You're going to watch football. Okay. And is it a is it a release for you? Is it a, is it a relaxation or the is it work? Is more a way of life in Pittsburgh. Okay. You, you're going to be into football. You just the hockey it, yeah. is a complete. See, now it's not strange. When we were kids, it was an anomaly. We, um, yeah. we had a babysitter, uh, Kurt Torpy, that basically, when he was watching my brother and I, he'd give us something to do. He made us start to play street hockey. So we started playing street hockey. And for whatever reason, I just completely grasped the goaltending position. I think the whole thing is that you wore a mask and you had pads and to me as a kid, that's like being a medieval knight. <laughs> and you could paint that mask and put cool stuff on it. And I was oh, like, this is for me. And I was never afraid of the shot or getting hit. So we always played with older kids. So I, I really think that there was a commonality there yeah. for all the things that I was reading as a kid, Lord of the Rings and, you know, My Father's Dragon and just all these different stories of knighthoods and yeah. Parsifal. And you remember, I mean, Arthur was a big thing for my house and Wagnerian stories, sure. Siegfried. And so here you are with a stick, like a sword and like a lightsaber. You know? So you're great. personifying these things and, and you're fighting this battle where you're part of a team, but you're very much on your own as the goalie. And so I just, I loved hockey. I mean, we just, my brother and I, we just loved it. The Penguins weren't very good when we were kids. Yeah. And then we drafted Marilyn Mew and that just changed the whole oh, culture, sure. culture of hockey. Of course. Go on, everybody knows Mario. <laughs> I do know that name. Yeah, yes. Of course I'll you give, do. I'll give you that. Legend. Wow. It's funny you say because um, he'll, my friend won't hear this, but I'm, I'm currently working on a, a, a painting of uh, Wayne Gretzky right now. Really? Yes, because, and it's, it's just one of those things, projects, projects. But I made a bet with this friend of mine years ago that the Montreal Canadiens would probably win the Stanley Cup before 
the Pittsburgh Penguins would again. Uh-huh. Back in 90, like five, we're talking this bet. Okay. And the Penguins won the Stanley Cup before Montreal ever even sniffed at it again <laughs> in uh, 2009. So I, I've owed him this painting and my oh. my uh, his my friend's sister. I she was in my class growing up. Yeah. So she emailed me the uh, months ago and was like, David, I would love if you could do this painting because you know he's always wanted it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I really should do that painting. So I'm in the final stages of finishing it, is it right oil? now. What do you paint in oil? Acrylic? I do a multimedia kind of thing where it's a it's a pencil sketch that I then kind of throw and spray a bunch of paint on, and mm-hmm. then I let that just kind of run and be weird. And then I, I I had to sand this one down so you can see the pencil underneath. And then I'll yeah. go in with pencils to bring back the line, and then I'll paint with gouache on top of it. But I want it to feel a little bit sloppy because of course <laughs> I have to work on photographs because I don't have any pictures of Wayne Gretzky handy or he's not going to no. sit for me anytime soon. <laughs> but I don't, I never like when you work off a photograph when someone just recreates the photograph. Yeah. I want to, I want it to bring some spontaneity or something that the photograph doesn't offer. And a true artist can do that. They can see then the person, right? And kind well, of recreate it. And when it's good, like the way I do it, I was looking at it the other day. I told Anne, I said, Anne, this one's either going to be great or a total do-over. Like it was just <laughs> at that point where you're like, oh, I think I'm messing it up. Yeah. But that's, and it's really fun to do. Do you find Very you can save do. it? Cause I, you know, I don't know if you know, I paint and oh, cool. I I find that I hit a point in almost every painting where I go, this is a do-over. I've got it. And then I yeah, fix it so and I- hard. And I miss what I, I messed up a little sometimes. And, yeah. I don't, no one wants to do-over. No. Is that old saying, right? The the I will tell you it's finished, no matter what the mind says. But you have go. to go with that. Yeah, you have to trust that. It's uh, my dad used to have a bunch of great sayings like that when I was a kid and and I was first painting in acrylics, right? Really? And uh, in the basement, yeah. And I was painting, and this is before this big Lord of the Rings pop culture fad that happened when Jackson made his movies. I was painting scenes from Lord of the Rings when I was really? like, oh my gosh, yeah, in junior high. Uh, I was all about it. I was oh, all about great. Aragorn and Gandalf and all, all those things. So I was, I was painting Eowyn when she confronts the Witch King, uh-huh. which is really one of the most important scenes to me uh, in all story. Yeah. Because to me, it was the defining moment for me as a boy growing up that said, without question, girls are every bit as good as you will ever be. Hmm. Girls can do anything. Don't believe what you're told. Yeah. Don't believe what's been the dogma of the day that that you know women have to be in certain roles. This character, she confronted one of the most terrifying things in that world. Yeah. And she destroyed it. And she did so in some ways out of her own desperation. I mean, I could go on length about Eowyn and her motivation for sure. striking down the Witch King. And why can she do that? Because I've I've looked at it so much over life. But I remember reading that passage and reading it over again reading it over and over again, you know, be gone, foul, doom, like Lord yeah. of Carrie and leave the dead in peace. You know, I, I can quote the whole thing and, <laughs> and I read it and read it and read it because I thought, wow, that's powerful what happened. Yeah. And probably in truth, that's what drove me so much when making Clone Wars to try to create so many strong female characters because I felt very strongly about that. But, yeah. but back, the painting, so I was painting that moment Yeah. And uh, I had set it up in my basement. I was painting in my little studio. Yeah. And I had these sheets up so no one could see what I was doing. <laughs> and um, 
my dad came downstairs and he just ripped all those sheets down. <laughs> He's like, if you want to be a painter, you have to step back away from your work. Totally. And, and you know, it's that thing, ah, dad, man. <laughs> and then I step back and I'm like, oh, he's right. And, you know, it's yeah. ironic now because one of the first comments he had for me about um, that whole scene as uh, I had, you know, Snowmane, the horse there on top of the fallen Theoden and the fell beast on top of the Nazgul. And, wow. And my dad was like, your horse looks too Disney. <laughs> you know, ironic, right? Because yeah. years later, working <laughs> yeah. Disney, but he was like, it looks too Disney. And, and he was right. It didn't look like a real horse. So I had a lot to learn. But uh, Do you still have those? Oh, yeah. Oh, They're still awesome. in my dad's basement. That's awesome. There's a fantastic... Uh, I painted Eowyn and the Witch King. I painted uh, Gandalf facing off against the Balrog on the Bridge of Khazad-dûm. I, I painted uh, I painted Arthur as a boy in in the waiting in the water, seeing the reflection of his future self. This is the things I painted in in high school, you know. Um, just very heavy. bizarre. I yeah, love to see I loved those all that stuff. Oh, they're terrible. Oh they're no, so, still they're so clean. Come on. They're so just you know. We talked a lot about so Lord of the Rings though during Clone Wars too. I mean, and it's 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 there's a lot of relativity for me there. I always yeah. you know I I always find Tolkien's structure of a world and the way that he created his world to be just unbelievable. It's every bit as real as if they were our own in detail and depth yeah. and especially his views on evil and, and what evil can and can't do and, and why they do the things they do. And it, I found that always fascinating. It is. And it's like for having a eight-year-old daughter, those mm -hmm. are the books. We're reading The Hobbit right now. Mm -hmm. But that those in the Chronicles of Narnia, because it, it gives sure. such oh, a yeah. great picture. Oh, my mom read me those. Of, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, Narnia. The cold, harsh reality of evil. Oh, the, yeah. The Tolkien books, yeah. So it's it's great. Well, okay. you understand too that evil in itself is not a creator. Evil yeah. takes and twists things and makes things that were good into evil. But evil of its own right can't create. That's yeah. one of its failings. Evil, evil usually stems out of something that unfortunately was good and perhaps planned sometimes to become a uh, an evil thing. But yeah. it becomes evil out of greed, out of jealousy out of spite, Lustful you know, and power ultimately, ultimately, if you wanted one key to understanding Star Wars, ultimately it comes down to acts of selflessness versus acts of selfishness. That's The great. Jedi are ultimately selfless and the Sith are ultimately selfish. Right. And when you're a selfish person, you live in fear yeah. because you need these things to give you comfort and to give that makes you powerful because you can hold fear over others as well. And it's always driven out of a selfish need. So that's why when Anakin goes and he thinks he's doing the right thing to save Padme because he wants to protect her out of the goodness of his heart because he loves her so much. But ultimately it's a selfish thing because he's doing it for himself yeah. and he doesn't see it. It's not selfless like Yoda says. You have to learn to let go of these things and in some ways learn to believe that other people can overcome things without you meddling or getting involved. So, uh, on and on and on. I, I know, can go, as you know, with that, it's world, a good lesson. All that's right, been kids. My world for the last eight years. So, and there you go. That is part three. You know, part four, the final, the conclusion of the Filoni files, is coming up this next episode of the James Arnold Taylor podcast. So, I hope you come back and join me for the final, the finale, the finale. I say finale. Some people say finale. 
Remember the finale tamale. Okay. Uh, anyways, there you go. Hope you enjoyed the finale. Uh, <laughs> now I'm doing it. The Filoni Files. <laughs> and uh, what do we got now? Oh, Jerry the Music Man. Cue the music for Ask Jat. Thank you, Jerry. You betcha, James. I'm going to split now. Oh, you're kind of like announcer guy. Go now, split now, all that. Okay, thanks. So, uh, oh, we need Bob then. Yeah, Bob. Yeah, Bob, 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 Bob. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, 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 James. Hey, Bob, how are you? Happy New Year. Well, and a happy new year to you, too. I, I hope you had a good uh, New Year's Eve and uh, watching the uh, ball drop and everything. Yeah, well, I'm sure I did. However, it hasn't happened yet because, you know, we're pre-recording the show, and so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I know. I was trying to make it all sound real. Oh, no, you, you do a good job with that, Bob. You do. So thank you for that. And uh, do we have... Boy, we've got so many emails. Uh, everybody has been going to jamesarnoldtaylor.com, clicking on the Jat Show link, and then filling out a thing. And, and everybody also is doing the topic, the Jatcast podcast, which I love. You choose a topic in the drop-down menu, choose a topic. You make sure you choose a topic. But people are doing that, and uh, I'm very grateful for that. And um, by the way, Bob, I don't know, are you hearing that big... Yes, I was wondering what that is. That's my daughter upstairs in... My daughter's bedroom is above my studio, which is just not the best place. And she is, uh, but it's cleaning day here at the Jat House, and she's cleaning, so she's doing a good job. She's cleaning uh, the bathroom and everything, because that's part of her chores. Clean her own bathroom, because she has her own bathroom in her room. And she's cleaning all of that. And so I can hear the water turning off and on, off and on, off and on. So everybody, if you hear that, that's just what's happening here. It's it's real, you know. I could I could record at a different time, or I could cut this stuff out. But that's not real. This is real life. When you record a podcast from your house, you hear people uh, cleaning their uh, sinks and stuff. <laughs> that's it. Okay, Bob. Man, we got a lot of emails, don't we? We oh yeah, we, we indeedly do. Uh, we certainly do. We have uh, many many different ones, and it's it's hard to choose and get through so many. Well, okay. So we've got just kind of a, a group of ones that we want to get to and so let's just take a look and see what we got okay well this first one is from uh kevin hale uh h-a-l-l-e hale or haley it could be either one yes i'm I'm not sure okay well so all right so there you go it says uh well you you go ahead and read it bob well i was about to but then you started reading i thought well maybe i'll let you read no it's okay i will i will let you read it (laughs) and there goes the water again man Okay, here we go. Hi, James. I love your podcast. It is super fun. It always makes me laugh. Well, that's good. I have always wondered something about voice acting, and I've decided to ask. Well, okay. See, Kevin, this is the right place to do it. When voicing a character, I am guessing that you do much more than just provide a voice for them. Well, I try to. I certainly try to develop a character. I mean, just like Bob here. Yes, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Specifically, action sounds or things like that. I'm not sure what the technical term for that would be. Uh, When providing sounds for a character that are not words, uh, what is written on your script? Uh, Does it say something like a sound of the character jumping or something like that? Do they have a specific list of different sound effects that they need and you just quickly run through them? How long is that list for a game as compared to a show or a movie? How long does the recording of those sounds take? And are they done in sequence with the voicing or are they separate? Thank you for doing this super fun podcast. I really enjoy it. God bless, Kevin. 
Well, okay. So thank you, Kevin. A lot of, a lot of questions in there. They're all related. Let me just explain to everybody. So when you do a TV show or you do a video game or you do a character for one of these, we do, um, that we create what they call a library of sounds. So generally speaking, at the beginning of a show, what you'll do in the first or second episode after you've established what the voice is going to be for the show, uh, at the end of the script, so we read through an entire script, and then at the end of that, what we do is we then do our library. And what that library is, is grunts and groans and falling and running and action sounds and fighting and all of those different sounds. And so, yeah, you put uh, in here, Kevin, you said action sounds. Yes, um, action sounds would definitely be something. Uh, that is a, a technical term for it, sure. And um, you say, uh, characters are not words. Okay, does it say something? Boy, there is so much going on. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> it's like... My wife is ironing in the other room. My daughter is cleaning. This is the worst day for me to do a podcast with all these sounds. I apologize for all the noise in the background. Anyways, <laughs> sounds of the characters jumping or something like that. Do they have spe specific list of different sound effects that they need? Yes, they usually do. And it's, it's always so like they'll go, okay, so we need um, the character running. And so then I have to... <laughs> and then softer running. <laughs> And then, you know, um, uh, running from something scared. And then jumping. And then falling. And then hitting. And then being hit. You know, you run through all these various sounds that they'll use in the library. And so they'll have that character. So they'd be like Obi-Wan, say. And they'd have, then the sound designers keep those on file for each character. And they have each of those characters little library of sound effects and things that they can drop in. So in case they're, uh, you know, they've changed a scene, they put a fight in, they've done something and they've added some action to it, then they can use that library of sounds from each of those characters and they keep them on file. And we always add to them, you know, as, as you kind of go along, there might be things to add. And we still do ADR and Walla for the characters as we go as well in shows, which I've explained in the past. So like after an episode is is animated but it's not done yet we go back in and there might be like a fight between two characters and we have to kind of watch it and fill in as we watch we you know and we watch it and put that in then they might take those sounds and drop them into the library as well so you take a show like guardians of the galaxy where i was yondu and i was cosmo i was yondu which michael rooker played uh yondu in the movie and I play Yondu on the on the video games and the TV show and all that. So Yondu has sounds, but then he also has whistling sounds, you see? Because Yondu whistles. Different types of whistling. I know all of you are going, gosh, James, whoa, ah! If you're wearing headphones, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, so I had to do all of the sounds for Yandu's whistling and stuff too. So every time you do a show or a character, yeah, you generally do that, especially with video games. They uh, do a whole library and we usually do all of those things at the end of the session. Why? Because they're a little more vocally taxing. Okay, so there you go. Thank you, Kevin. Oh, yeah, oh yes, thank you, Kevin. And uh, that was uh, that was very good. Okay, what else we got? We should try to get through as many, you know, we always end up doing like two or three of these. We should try to get through as many of these as we can, Bob. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yes. Well, okay. Here we go. Jason Benham. Jason Benham. 
of the USA says, Thank you so much for the new podcast. I truly enjoy all the hijinks and characters and the constant messages of love, inclusion, and positivity. Oh, well, that's very good. Thank you. I absolutely loved the Christmas episode and had an ornament suggestion since there's such a void in the Obi-Wan market for Christmas ornaments. Uh, how about a Disney Infinity figure that would make a good substitute or replacement? Thank you for taking the time to read this, sir, and may the Force be with you, always. Sincerely, Jason Benham. Well, uh, Jason, okay, so if any of you listened to my Christmas special, I was talking about the various um, ornaments that I have on my tree uh, here at Christmas time. And in fact, our tree is still up. We haven't taken it down yet. We keep it up until the, you know, the first week or so of the new year. And I have character ornaments of all my characters except Obi-Wan Kenobi. Isn't that crazy? And I was saying there's really no good you know, ones of Obi-Wan that you can find. There was one, and now it's not made anymore for the Clone Wars Obi-Wan. So Jason is suggesting I take a Disney Infinity figure and make it into a uh, replacement as a, a good substitute as an ornament for Obi-Wan. And you know what? It's a fantastic idea. And you know what else is great about it, Jason? I, I remember when, before Toys R Us closed, which is one of the most tragic things in the world, Toys R Us, the world's biggest toy store, closed their doors. Tragic. Before Disney Infinity went away, also tragic because I loved Disney Infinity and I think it's ridiculous that they got rid of it. I don't know why they did. For those of you that were fans, I mean, there were huge fans and followings. I was on shows at Disney. I went and did shows, video podcasts about Disney Infinity and the characters. Um, so I don't know why they got rid of it. Anyways, uh, before it all closed down, before Toys R Us closed, before the Infinity went away, they had on sale the Obi-Wan characters, uh, action figures and I bought a bunch of them. So I have extra Obi-Wan Infinity figurines, which is one of my favorite Obi-Wans. He's so cool looking. So I, you know what? I think this next year, I won't do it this year because, you know, it's, it's, we're going to put the tree away in the next, you know, few days or so. But I will do that for next year, Jason. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. Oh, in in doo doo. Okay. All right. So what do we got next, Bob? Yeah, Bob. Are you all right? Yeah, I just I like saying that. Oh, okay, very good. And this, okay, this one, Bob, I see what you have uh, up there from Daniel Jones of the United Kingdom. Can I read this one? Oh, yeah, oh you most certainly can. Okay, I'm going to read it. You know, I mean, I think everybody will understand why, because I think this one's really special and lovely, and uh, it's really nice. I just wanted to share it with you all. It says, uh, hey, James, I just wanted to let you know that I really love slash support what you're all about. You really bring joy at a time that is very difficult. I see you like my uncle with a little smiley face. I think that's nice. I've had to drop out of college due to my mental health and depression and was previously bullied at my high school. This world you've created is absolutely incredible and amazing to be a part of. It just allows me to forget about my problems. The interviews with the other voices, Obi-Wan is my favorite. Oh, well, yes, very good, yes. Uh, is a nice touch, but more importantly, it's the serious talk that I deeply appreciate. It's very inspiring and motivational. It helps me fight my demons and learn some valuable insight. My dream is to become an esports player. I'm 16 at the moment, and I know that it's extremely difficult to become one, but I'll try my best. In conclusion, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for it all. God bless you and your family, and that you're all safe and well. Happy regards, Dan. 
So that's from uh, Dan Jones in the UK. Dan, I just want to say thank you so much for your wonderful letter. And my prayers are with you and pray that uh, you might be able to get back into college and all that if that's if that's your dream and desire. If it's not, then uh, it's fine. But I am just incredibly sorry to hear about uh, you having some bullying problems and stuff there in high school and, uh, and all that. And I hope this show does help you kind of find that space to kind of get your brain centered and focused and, and be able to kind of just, you know, get through these things and know that you can do it, okay? Mental health, depression, these things, they're a lot more common than the world might want to say or take on. And I believe that so many people, especially young people today, people your age, Dan, or people that are even just a little older than you, the millennials and the the Generation Z, uh, I think that there is so many people dealing with this because there is so much being thrown at you all on a constant basis. Look, I am not that generation. I am bombarded by all of it. I don't know how everybody keeps up with it all. I'm on social media. I'm on, you know, the computer and all this stuff. Just as much as any of you, I really try to stay up with everything. But I'm telling you, it is a lot of pressure on our on our bodies and our minds and our souls. So the biggest advice I can give you is, and I know you want to get into esports, um, but you know, take time to get out and and relax. I don't know any, anybody see uh, Ready Player One. I'm sure all of you have seen Ready Player One. I just watched it this weekend with my daughter and my wife, and we really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. But the the best message in that movie was at the at at the end. This if you haven't seen it, this doesn't give anything away. It's just because it's you know that it's about virtual worlds and stuff, and it's a comment he makes near the end of the movie. It doesn't again, it doesn't give anything away. He says, "Make sure you get out." And actually enjoy the real world. Take a couple days each week to do that too. And I think that that is uh, so important. So, you know, if this podcast is kind of part of that for all of you, and I know it's tricky because it's also, you're on a device to listen to this podcast or you're on a computer to listen to this podcast. And uh, so, but I try to make it to where I help you with it. So, uh, Dan, that... That's uh, that's that's wonderful. I thank you so much. And I just wanted to read your letter and, and thank you for it. Okay, Bob, you can you can take over. Okay. Oh well, that was uh, that was a uh, wonderful James. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was r- really great. I, I'm thankful for uh, Daniel Jones to send that. Yeah. Now, okay. So, w- uh, what else we got here? Okay, we've got uh, one from Noah Barber of the United States. Okay, Noah Barber. All right. Hi, Noah. He says, oh, hi, James. I'm a big Star Wars fan, and I love the Clone Wars. I think that you did a great job as the voice of Obi-Wan. Well, thank you. I am also subscribed to your YouTube channel. Thank you. And I really enjoyed Clone Wars Conversations. Thank you. I have two questions for you. First, what is your favorite episode of the Clone Wars? And second, have you seen Star Wars Rebels? And if you have, what is your favorite episode of it? (laughs) Okay. Well, um... <clears throat> yes. Uh, thank you for a favorite episode. I don't know. I lo- you know, I'm asked these questions quite a bit. Uh, what is my favorite episode of the Clone Wars? I love all of them. I really do. Uh, some of my favorites were the arcs with the Mandalorian arc and the, any, any of the stuff with the Duchess Satine, Anna Graves, and then the stuff with Clancy Brown and Sam Witwer, um, uh, Darth Maul and Darth uh, and uh, Savage Opress. Uh, great stuff. I really enjoyed those episodes. Uh, I think that they're beautiful. They're wonderfully done. I actually really like some of the Lost episodes that were on Netflix as well. I think they were really creative and fun and neat, and I think it shows we were getting into a new place. That's why it's exciting that the Clone Wars is coming back. Uh, it really is, because now we get to kind of 
hopefully finish it all off in a way that uh, is exciting and acceptable to all of us. Not just all of you as fans, but all of us as the actors that portrayed it and stuff too. So yes, that would be that. And your second question is, uh, have I seen Star Wars Rebels? I, yes, I've, I've seen Star Wars Rebels. I was in the first episode of Star Wars Rebels and then they uh, subsequently used my voice again, those same recordings of Obi-Wan, uh, the hologram of Obi-Wan uh, in a couple other seasons and such and they brought him back for that. Uh, so um, yeah, I, I am not... Uh, I'll be honest, I am not caught up on Rebels. I've seen a few episodes, and it is a, a show that I, I all my friends are on. I, I, I love all the people that are on it, Vanessa Marshall, Freddie Prince, uh, Taylor, and Tia, and, you know, of course, Dee and Ashley uh, reprise their roles and do a wonderful job on it. And I know the show is over now, uh, but they, they all did a wonderful job. And uh, I think everybody uh, really enjoyed working on it. I'll, I'll be honest. When I first, well, the, the very first time I, I, I actually was part of the pilot of that. I played Obi-Wan and I played Kanan in the pilot presentation that was presented to Disney to pitch them for the show. But um, when I first heard kind of the the time period of the show Rebels of when it was going to be on and or you know what it was in I thought that was a weird choice and I still kind of do I I think that placing uh, a storyline between those those worlds of between Sith and A New Hope was an odd choice um, and a tricky choice if you're going to be dealing with Jedi's and all of that because Luke is the chosen one in my in my book. You know, at the at the end of the day, it's all about the Jedi's have been gone now, destroyed by Darth Vader, and Luke is their only hope. And of course, no, there is another. Hmm? But uh, so I kind of had a problem with the whole thought of these other characters being Jedi and then being more powerful than anything we'd ever seen before, moving mountains and stuff. So I thought that was an interesting choice. Uh, it was not, um, you know, the cartoon that I was associated with. Here's the other thing. I had just been on a show, Clone Wars, that, that changed the landscape of Star Wars, and I loved that show. And we all got fired, and then they brought in their own show. So it wasn't something that was on the top of my must-watch list. I'm just telling you, honestly, as a as a person, as a human being, that you know, anytime you're so closely involved with something, and then you get pulled out of it, and something else goes in its place, you're not like ready to jump into that. So I have not watched a lot of Rebels, but um. So I don't really have a favorite episode, but there you go. Long way around, Noah. Hope that answers your question, and I hope that uh, a lot of people aren't mad at me for saying all that. Look, I, I, I know everybody loves Rebels, and I think that's great, I, and I think you should, and I, I'm, I'm happy for everybody, uh, and, and I think everybody's really enjoyed the show, and that's great. So there you go. Anyways, what else have we got? Okay, uh, well, we have uh, one from Austin Wilson of Lexington, Kentucky. Austin Wilson, Lexington, Kentucky. Okay, very good. Hey, James, just want to say thank you for everything you do. The podcast is not only entertaining, but it's also a great source of comfort and wisdom for me. Well, that's, that is wonderful. I'm, I'm so pleased to hear that, Austin. I also appreciate you talking about your faith, and it has inspired me to learn about God as well. Well, it, it, bingo, shpingo, that's even better. Great. 
My favorite work of yours is Final Fantasy X. It brings back fond memories of warm, never-ending summers while I was still in school. Recent news of the good folks over at Square Enix discussing the possibility of a Final Fantasy X III made me giddy with happiness. Yeah, you know, we'll have to talk about that at some point on the show. Uh, Because, you know, I know they're just talking about it. Yeah, oh, yes. And it says, if this message makes it on the show, could you tell Titus that we miss him dearly? If it happens, I can't wait to see Spira again with you at our side. No. Oh, I, hey, Titus. Yeah, James? Uh, you know, uh, Austin Wilson from Lexington, Kentucky, uh, says uh, that they uh, that everybody misses you. Oh, that's great. Thanks. Okay, you're going to go now? Yep. See ya. Okay. <laughs> oh, 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 now let me continue with his letter here. Oh, yeah, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Just had to have Titus come in there. I, no, I, I indeedly do. I know, I know that. My main question is this. Would it be possible to have an interview with Mark Hamill on the podcast? I know you're both great friends and seem to have a lot in common. The both of you radiate with positivity and genuine love for your fans. It's heartwarming, and he'd be a great addition to the show. Thank you, God bless, and may the Force be with you. Well, okay. Well, thank you, Austin. You know, um, you know, uh, sure, absolutely. It, it'd be wonderful to have Mark on the podcast. You know, but at the same time, I've interviewed Mark so many times. So I, I think what I probably would do, rather than trying to, because Mark is incredibly busy right now, in trying to get him in to be on the podcast and stuff, he'd probably, you know, just, uh, we've, I have interviewed Mark. I, I, I don't even know how many times I've interviewed him on stage at celebrations, Star Wars weekends, and other things. So uh, what I'll do is I'll play some clips from some of the various interviews I've done with him because I have audio of those through the years. Um, and maybe we'll put some of those on as the little interview segment in some upcoming episodes of the podcast. But I probably won't have Mark on the podcast here anytime soon because, again, as I talked about earlier in the show, this show isn't as much um, an interview show but uh, more so just, you know, kind of my fun place to talk and do voices and stuff. So, but thank you for asking. And again, I'll put some of Mark's interviews with me on as a, uh, as a version of your question. Okay. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's see what else we got here then. This one is from a uh, Callum McHaffey of the USA. It says, Hey man, I'm a massive fan of the podcast. I listen on the way to and from work and during lunch breaks. It means a lot to me and it is definitely a pick-me-up. Thank you for doing what you do. My question is, what is the most experimental voice you've created and can you read the following verse in that character's voice? And then he lists a a, a little paragraph. Yeah, no, I see that. Okay, so uh, the most uh, experimental voice I've created... I, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, on this show, I create a lot of sh- uh, voices. You know, I think um, the one, the, as I've said before, the ones I really like are the old British voices. I love doing that. So let me take a look and see what you have here. Let me see. It says, Take me back to South Tallahassee, down across the bridge to my sweet Sassafrasse. Can't stand up with my feet in the city. Got to get back to the real nitty gritty. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Well, there you go. So I hope, Callum, I hope uh, you appreciate that. Um, that's, that's not maybe the most experimental voice. You know, I don't, um, uh, oh, you know, experimentally. Okay, I was doing an audition for a voice the other day, and I like this voice, but it's a little hard to do uh, for a long period of time. So I was like, I, I was like, boy, I hope I don't book this because, <laughs> but it's almost kind of a bubble voice. You know, the little bubble throat bubble thing you do? It, it was, he was right in there. Yeah, he was, take me back to South Tallahassee, 
Down cross the bridge to my sweet sassafrasy. Can't stand up with my feet in the city. Got to get back to the real nitty gritty. Yeah, okay, that's the voice there right there. So <laughs> that's probably the most experimental voice I've been doing lately. I did that uh, for an audition. So uh, there you go, Callum. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Oh, yes. Uh, very good. Okay. I, got, I think we got time maybe for one more. Bob, what do you say? Yes. Well, and on that note of uh, experimental, uh, this is from Jesse Patel of the USA. Jesse Patel, okay. Hi, James. How do you approach voices that could damage your throat? I know it probably strengthens the more you practice the tough voices, but how do you go about keeping the gravelly or shouty voices from being physically irritating? Love your videos and podcasts. Grateful for your openness and enthusiasm for the art. Okay, well, uh, Jesse, yeah, that's a, um, that is a good question. And um, the, the, the trick with voices is you don't want to do anything that would damage your throat. So I stay away from any voice that would be damaging. Now, that voice that I was just doing, um, that would be the closest I would get to say uh, that it's, it, it, could, it could hurt after a while. Um, but you have to know your limitations, what you can and can't do. I can do gravelly sounding things really pretty easy. And you can hear it right now. My voice is a little fried. It's just, um, it's one of those things that, for me has always been, I can put the gravel in, I can take the gravel out and I can clean it up like that. Or I can put it in, I can, you know, I can put it down there. I can put it over there like Hank. I can bring it, ooh, I can bring it up like Franklin. I, I can do it in a British voice. But shouting, yes. Now, shouting is another thing. Shouting can be physically irritating and it, and it can really damage the, the vocal cords. However, now for example, uh, I am the voice of Magneto in uh, the current batch of online Marvel video games. So I'm the voice of Magneto. Pathetic humans. I, Magneto, will destroy you. Um, which is kind of like a Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen with a big voice like that. Most of the lines they have me do for that are shouting very loudly. And I find that after a two-hour session of doing that, my voice is very tired. But here is the benefit for me um, the next day. As you said, I know it probably strengthens the more you practice the tough voices. It does. So the next day, my voice is usually pretty strong because it's like having a workout. But I really make sure I'm not doing anything that I know would be damaging to my voice. How do you know that? Well, if it hurts, don't do it, <laughs> okay? Because none of the voices I'm doing hurt when I do them. If it's out of your range, you probably shouldn't be doing it as something as a regular voice. You could do it as a voice every once in a while. It, out of your range, what do I mean by that? Um, too high or too low, okay? You don't want to be talking down here all the time. You, you could hurt your voice. You don't want to be talking up here all the time. You could hurt your voice. When I did Johnny Test, and I would do four-hour sessions talking like Johnny Test, it's very demanding on my throat. So you try to... Really only push it to the areas where you know you physically can do them. So I hope that answers your question. And please, everybody, do not hurt yourself doing voices, okay? All right. So, Bob, hey, Bob, I think that's a, I think we did a lot of great uh, questions there. What do you think? Oh, well, no, indubly do, indubly do, indubly. Okay, calm down. Do it, yes. You're, now you're turning into like Porky Pig meets Piglet. You're just a, yeah, you're kind of a, a, a piglety kind of character. Oh, no, no, thank you. Thank you very much, James. All right. Well, um, thanks for joining me there, Bob. It's my pleasure. Okay. So, that's Ask Jat. 
Remember, if you want to ask me a question, you can go to jamesarnoldtaylor.com, click on the Jat Show button, and uh, then go down, choose a topic, the Jatcast podcast, ask me a question, or just uh, uh, just tell me a little story. Tell me that you like what I'm doing or, or whatever. And uh, there you go. Leave a comment like people have done here, and then we've, we've read so many lovely ones here today. All right, everybody. I think that that is, uh, uh, that, is that for Ask Jat. Hey, you know who we've not had on and we have not done lately is the Get to Know Jat segment, kind of similar. It's where Get to Know Jat is where I bring in Reginald Blythewood III, uh, Reginald, don't call me Reggie, to come in and interview me. Now, R- Reginald comes in and asks me questions that he comes up with, as opposed to all of you in the Ask Jat, where you have questions you ask me. But uh, Reggie comes up with these questions, Reginald, sorry, uh, comes up with these questions to ask me to kind of uh, give you some insight into me. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, it, it helps uh, everybody know, get to know Jad. See, that's the name. I don't know. So let's bring him in. Uh, it's time for Get to Know Jad. Play the music, Jerry, the music man. <coughs> really? You're still doing that? I am warming up my voice, James, please. Okay, I got it. So, Reginald, how are you? First off, did you have a Merry Christmas? I did. I had a wonderful Christmas, James. I hope you had a good one. I did. Yes, thank you for asking. Oh, you're being so cordial. I'm a very cordial person. I don't know why you would say I'm not. Well, you are a very cordial person, but usually you kind of give me a bad time. You you harass me like, uh, like Anthony Daniels did. Right, right, right. So I'm in good company then. Well, absolutely. I love Anthony. We always have a good time on stage. Right, so... Anyways, let's get to Ask Jat. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ask Jat. I am your host, Reginald Blythewood III. And today, I shall ask James Arnold Taylor, also known as Jat, a provocative question to get to know him even better. Wow, did you... Yeah, I noticed you're, you're reading that. You wrote that whole thing up there. For, is that for the new year? Stop it. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm just asking. Now you're back to being kind of, you know... All right. Anyways, here we go. James, this is, and I think this is an interesting question. Well, I hope it's an interesting question. I mean, why else would we have you? Stop it. All right, okay. What do you do when you can't sleep? What do I, oh, what, what do, I do when I can't sleep? Right. Oh, you didn't harass me for asking the question that you just, stop, just go. What, what do you do? I think a lot of people are curious about this, James. I think a lot of people suffer from the insomnia, and they would like to know, what does a creative soul like you do when you can't sleep? I think, I think you're absolutely right, Reginald. I think you're absolutely right, and I think it's a great question, um, because I do, you know, I, okay, I'm going to back up, though. I'm going to tell you some stories here, because I have never been a morning person. I have always been a night person person i've always stayed up late and a cre- i'm a creative person so this this whole question that you're asking me reginald right 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 is going to go off kind of an i'm going to answer the question don't worry but it's also kind of an offshoot of, a, of another question i would like to have you and i discuss on another ask chat so i'm going to present it to you now you can kind of study up on it i'm curious go ahead yes well and i had mentioned it earlier these kind of the enneagrams or the myers-briggs personality profiles Right, right. Yes, I've seen these. I've read about them. And I know you have told me what you are in those. Right. Well, so I'm like kind of, I'm uh, what on the Enneagrams, I'm what they call a helper. Or in the Myers-Briggs, I'm called the protagonist. 
So, uh, I am somebody that is always kind of creatively thinking and moving and going and wanting to help please other people and do all this stuff and all that. So it's very hard sometimes for me to find that time to sleep. Now, here's why it's important to sleep. Because as you get older, see, many of you that are listening to this are much younger than me. So again, I've, as I've said before, I'm 49 years old. I'll be 50 this year, 2019. We are now in 2019. I will be 50 this year. Wow. That'll be a fun podcast episode, won't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, and over the last few years, as I had mentioned uh, on, on an earlier podcast, I believe it was episode five, where I really kind of laid out a lot of stuff. I talked about my health and things changing in my life and all. What I found through the years is if you do not get into a normal sleep cycle, something regular, as you get older, it becomes very hard and it becomes very taxing on your body. So it's important for all of you to develop good sleeping habits, okay? We're going to end the show here on a positive note about these things and trying to get you all to think about how you're sleeping, how you're living, how you're breathing, how you're acting in all these ways in your life. Why is sleep important? It is a wonderful time for your body to recharge. It is a necessity. It is a God-made necessity for you to sleep, okay? So if you cannot sleep at nights, you need to find ways of doing it. I have dealt with insomnia in the past. I have dealt with just my mind going and not being able to shut off. And I still do from time to time. There are nights where I just can't sleep, no matter what tricks or things I use and stuff. Right. So do you have then a trick or something you do then, James, that helps you fall asleep? Well, I don't know. It's not a trick. It's not a trick, you know, and, and you're going to go, oh, here he goes again. Prayer. Prayer is a huge thing, but also reading your Bible. Now, I know a lot of people, they say don't read uh, in bed because bed should just be for sleeping. I don't know if all of you know this. So literally people say you shouldn't be like watching TV in bed. You shouldn't be eating in bed. You shouldn't be on the computer, on the laptop in bed or on your device in bed because you want to make bed your one place that does not have all of that stuff going on. So when you get into bed, your body then goes, it's time to sleep. And I think that's an excellent thing. I really do think it's an excellent thing. So first things first, everybody, make your bed a space that is not your hangout spot. That is not. Now, I know some of you are like, look, I have a, I have a bedroom and it's a, you know, 10 by 12 room and I don't have like a couch in there or something, James. I don't have, consider this though. Consider if you have a desk uh, or if you have another space in your room to put a chair or make that kind of your area where you would do your meditation or you would work on your stuff or you would read a book. You would sit up and read a book. Because the other thing is when you sit up and read a book, you can give it more of your attention. If you if you meditate, it's good to sit in a chair, feet flat on the ground, uh, spine straight, back, you know, straight, all of that, deep breaths and hands on your on your legs if you want, or just kind of relaxing, you know. It's not the whole cross-legged on the floor, Oh, it's not that. No, it's just finding a space where you can just not think so much about your body, let your body do its thing, just sit. Now, you can say, well, I can do that in bed. Yes, but then you're now taking bed, which is a place of sleep, and you're intertwining it with a place of, you know, other things. You understand? So that's why it's important to make your bed a separate area. Right. Now, I've done this my whole life. Of course you, of course you have, Reginald. You're you're Reginald, and you're you're perfect. Stop it! I'm not perfect. I'm just saying, this is something I did because my family had taught me this, and so I grew up knowing 
bed is the place you sleep, this is the place you work, this is the place you meditate, these are the various things you do. Right, okay, so, well, that's, that's wonderful, Reginald. So you find it works for you, right? I absolutely do. I think it's so important. And go on, just go on, go on, go on, go on. Right, thank you, thank you. So all of that said, I do find sometimes, if I just can't sleep, I will take my Bible and I will turn to the Psalms and I will read the Psalms and I will sit up kind of, kind of sit up, like, you know, get the pillows. I have a couple pillows in there. I put them up on kind of a slant and so I'm kind of awake and I'm kind of not. Now I have to wear glasses to read now because my, my eyes have gotten, you know, as, I, as I'm an old man now, I wear the glasses to read. And so I put my glasses on and I put that and I, I read the Psalms. And if my wife is, uh, she doesn't mind if I read out loud sometimes because it's the Psalms. She loves that. If you don't know what the Psalms are, if you're not, if you're not somebody that's into the Bible or any, don't know anything about that, look, the Bible is not just this big angry book of this big angry God that just says, I will destroy all of you if you do not listen to me and do what I say. So saith the Lord. That's, that's not what the Bible is. It really isn't. It's a, it's a wonderful, uh, as, as my good friend Tom Wilson, the actor Tom Wilson says, it's a library of books. Because it is. It's a library of various books put all together. You have Old Testament and the New Testament. In the Old Testament are the Psalms. And the Psalms are mainly written by King David, who was a, a wonderful, you know, he was the king of Israel. He was, he was the king. He was a wonderful man, a wise man. Uh, now Solomon, his son, was the wisest man, they say, that ever lived. And he wrote the Proverbs. Now you can read the Proverbs as well. But Psalms are great because they're just these songs. And you know what most of you would find if you picked up the Psalms. First off, here's the other thing I'm going to suggest. If you're like, I don't have a Bible or I don't know about Bibles or whatever, get the uh, get a Bible app, okay? Put that on your smartphone or your device or whatever, or even on your computer. You can have a Bible app and then get a, a version like The Message. The Message is a great version of the Bible. What is it? It's basically kind of a modernized uh, wording of it. Now, some people don't like it because they say, oh, it shouldn't be like that. I say, hey, whatever gets you into reading God's word is awesome. I read from the message quite a bit because it is a kind of a paraphrase of what was said in the original kind of text there of so many different translations of the Bible. There are so many different translations. I like the New King James Version. Not the regular King James. That's the the thou and hither and all that. The new King James is is updated. But the message is great because it just, and Eugene Peterson, who just passed away, God bless him, God bless his soul. Thank you for all the work he did uh, on this planet as a theologian uh, and a pastor. He took the Bible and he turned it into this wonderful paraphrase of it so we all could pick it up and understand it because we speak a different language now. So he would, you know, a psalm from from there would be just so much different from the, the message as opposed to, well, let me see, I'm going to go to my, hang on. I'm going to go to Psalms. One of my favorite psalms, it is Psalm 37. And it is a psalm of David, meaning King David wrote this. Okay, so like the New King James Version would say, uh, Psalm 37, verses 5 through uh, 8 or so. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Okay, so that's, that's and, and that's all good. I like that. That's very poetic and lovely. But listen to it in the message. Open up before God. Keep nothing back. He'll do whatever needs to be done. 
He'll validate your life in the clear light of day and stamp you with approval at high noon. See that? So it just it just kind of modernizes the language, makes it a little easier to understand. And it's a lovely thing. The Psalms are wonderful. They're saying what a loving God, God really is. So I read the Psalms. I really do. And I find they get sleepy. I get sleepy when I read them sometimes. And you go, well, you shouldn't get sleepy then while reading God's word. Is the Bible in it? No, no. You know what? God's God is like fine, man. You want to fall asleep to reading my word? That's great. I don't care if you fell asleep reading. It's not disrespectful. You're, you're, you're taking it in. It should be in you all the time. So that is one of the tricks I do. The other thing is, is what I talked about. Ooh, uh, uh, you know what I talked about earlier, Reginald, for the uh, Christmas present. I don't know if you heard. I listened to the podcast, James. Yes, I heard. I've heard from the other room you were talking about. The weighted blanket. That's what you're going to say, right? That is exactly what I was going to say. Yes, the weighted blanket has helped me sleep at night as well. That that extra weight. Now, if you don't have the money to go out and buy a weighted blanket right now, try, you know, just get something that's a little heavier. Like you have a heavy blanket and you can put that on you and, and it's the weight of that. I also sometimes will fall asleep with my Bible on me or a heavy book. I'll put it on my chest. It just feels good. The weight of that helps me rest. And then here's the big thing. Deep breathing. Big, deep breaths, envisioning your body. It's kind of a meditative -y kind of thing that you do before going to sleep. Big, deep breaths. And I do more of them than I need to do to really try to relax. And I will pick something like uh, Psalm uh, 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Or you know what I do? I make up my own Psalms. I do. In my head, I'll start making up my own Psalms. God, I am so grateful. How grateful am I for you that you give me all these wondrous gifts in life. I am but a child in your presence and you are my father who leads me and guides me in paths that I could not foresee in my younger years. See, I just made that up just now. That's just off the top of my head. I will just do those things. I will just make up stuff, talking to God, saying how grateful I am and thinking about other people. Here's the big thing. When I really can't sleep or if I wake up in the middle of the night, I pray for other people. And I pray for all of you. I do. You go, who do you pray for? I pray for obviously my family and my friends and people I know that are sick or uh, family members that aren't doing well or if people have family members that aren't doing well and need prayer. I pray for them. And then I pray for all of my fans. I pray for everybody that listens to this podcast. I pray for some of you that have written me the letters and stuff that I know there's people there that um, that that I, I keep you in my prayers. There's um, uh, several of you there I could, I could name. Uh, ben. Uh, Tiffany, uh, Megan, Cassandra, Eric, Derek, Mandy, Lou, all, you know, all these folks that have sent me these wonderful letters. Uh, I pray for all of you. I do. I do. I, I pray for you. I hope for the best for you. And as I drift off into a dreamland, I'm thinking of positive things and helping other people. And that helps me. It helps me drift off. I mean, that, you know, that may not work for everybody. I get it, Reginald. I, I do. I know that some people may go, well, that's great, James, but I've tried all that stuff and it doesn't work for me. It's like counting sheep. Then, well, and in, in that case, you know, I'm so sorry. I, I, and that's why I'm praying for you all the more <laughs> that, that you would get some sleep. So I, I pray for everybody to have good rest and such. So that's, uh, that's kind of my key. That's what I do. If, if I'm in a real pinch, I will get up. Here's another thing I will do. I'll get up out of bed because I grew up, okay, last story. I grew up where bed was not a safe, 
comfortable space for me. I, I've had everything from my, my bed catch on fire when I was a little kid, which is a story for another time, to just having bad experiences where a bed was not a safe space for me. And so I would, sometimes I would sleep on the floor. So they would, uh, you know, my, my mother and my, my family, my brother and sister would say, we never kind of knew where we'd find Jamie when you wake up in the morning, you know, and I usually would be at the foot of my brother's bed. I would sleep on the floor next to my brother's bed a lot of times. And uh, my, my older brother, Steve, who was, you know, big brother, big protector. So I would, I would fall asleep on the floor at, at his bedside. I would sleep wherever. I didn't sleep in beds a lot. So when I can't sleep now, sometimes what I will do is I'll go and get a blanket nice comfy pillow sit on the couch and turn on a show that i know i've seen before and i'll fall asleep to it that's that's the that's, I, I don't want you all doing that but i'm telling you that that's like in my absolute worst case scenario stuff that's what i do when i really really can't sleep but that's when prayer hasn't worked when reading hasn't worked when breathing hasn't deep breathing hasn't worked all of that and that's you know maybe once a year that i experience something like that now but going, here's the other thing, getting on a good schedule, okay? So important. Not eating a bunch of food before bed, okay? Really important. Don't eat a bunch of food before you go to bed because now it's like it's, you get acids and stomach and all, all that and your body's going, okay, now I got to do all this. No, it, you need to. So if you go to sleep at midnight, stop eating a few hours before that, two or three hours before that, okay? Drink a little water maybe, but you know, not right at bed there, Okay. And prepare yourself and your mind. The other thing to do, gosh, there's so many things. Don't go on your devices at least an hour. I'd like to say two hours before you go to bed, get off the devices. I really would. And if you do have a device that you're on or whatever, make sure that you turn off the, uh, like the filter on the iPhone. It has that thing to where you can do the nighttime vision where it's like more of an orange light on it, the blue light stuff they talk about. Um, because it does, it wakes you up. Fluorescent lights and stuff, that, that all has an effect on your body and your brain and it says, hey, wake up. So look at your surroundings, okay? Look at your surroundings. See what is causing you to stay awake and try your best and tell yourself this. Remember the mindfulness I talk about? Telling yourself, I can do this. So first thing you do is tell yourself, I can actually go to sleep when I need to go to sleep and I can wake up when I need to wake up and breathe it in and take that in and know that. The other thing is, is do not beyond these devices up until the end of the don't play video games at the end of the night i'm sorry guys i know but please don't try it okay eat some good food breathe pray read a little something before you go before you go and get into bed maybe read some stuff and get sleepy sitting in the chair reading or whatever right or on the floor or whatever and then go and get into bed once you're now okay now i'm sleepy i'm, I'm restful now i'm gonna get into bed does this all make sense, Reginald? I think it makes great sense. I think it's great advice. So, the key is, let's just recap. You want to make sure you're not eating a big meal before bed. Right? You want to make sure you're not on your devices a couple hours before bed. Right? I know, And I know that's hard for everybody. I know that's hard. And if you are going to be on a device, put it on the, the special nighttime lighting stuff, okay? Right. And try reading... Before going to bed, to really get yourself something that's calming, poetry or the Bible or something that makes you relax and enjoy and let your mind go. That's right. Yes. 
then if you absolutely can't sleep, pick it up, read it in bed, but try not to. Try to try to make bed that safe place of make your bed just the place for sleeping. Right. Very good advice, James. Thank you so much for sharing all of that with everyone. I think that's great New Year's advice. I think it's something people can do with the new year. I think you're absolutely right, uh, Reginald. Don't call me Reggie. And I thank you for it. So, I think, you know, um, so, uh, well, thank you. Happy New Year, Reginald. And a happy New Year to you as well, James. And I'll see you next time. Not if I see you first. Well, now you're doing what the Mr. Announcer guy does. Right, 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 right. Okay. All right. Bye-bye, Reginald. Reggie. I heard that. Sorry. Gosh, he's got like super hearing. Well, I think that that's the show. Uh, you know, I think we've had a good New Year's show. Uh, it's, a, it's a new year. We're going to have new episodes. I'm going to talk about more stuff. We've got more of the Dave Filoni, the, the final, the conclusion of the Filoni files coming up next week. Uh, and then I'm going to start a whole interview with my friend Alan Arnold uh, in the episodes to come after that. And all sorts of new things. going to talk about uh, where I'm going this year because I've got a lot of Comic-Cons I'm going to this year. I'll talk about that the next episode. And so many new things to talk about. Um, and uh, so let's, you know, let's embrace this week. Let's get some good sleep. Let's eat healthy. Let's live. Let's breathe. Let's drink a lot of water. Let's have a good life and a good time until next time on the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Oh, Mr. Announcer Guy. Oh, yes, James. You ready to end the show now? Okay, so at the end of the show, you always say copyright 2018. Are you still going to say that even though it's 2019? I will, James. You know why? No. Well, because the copyright was made in 2018, and so I have to say that. It doesn't change. Oh, I got you. Yeah, because we copyrighted the show in 2018, and so they'll always say that. And I'm saying all of this so people don't go, hey, Mr. Announcer Guy's still saying 2018 at the end. He's supposed to. That's right, baby. You're calling me baby again. Okay. All right, baby. Go ahead and read that thing. Talking to myself, the James Arnold Taylor Podcast is a production of Yumiko Inc. Recorded at Chat Studios. Engineered, written, recorded, and produced by, you guessed it, James Arnold Taylor. All voices are parody and should be construed as entertainment only. All music and sound effects used with permissions and licenses through backtracks, digital juice, production tracks, and partners in rhyme. James Arnold Taylor's Talking Myself, the podcast, copyright 2018, all rights reserved. Thanks, Mr. Announcer Guy. I hope you have a wonderful new year. And you too, James. You got any clever way to end the show now? Nope. Yeah, me neither. Okay, bye-bye. Goodbye.